Hey guys, welcome back to Small Talk, Small Conversations with Huge Impact. My name is Alec Cuenca, and before anything else, I would like to greet each and every one of you who are listening to the podcast right now. Maraming maraming salamat po sa lahat ng nakikinig. Whether this is your first time or this is your nth time listening to the episodes, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I just want to say that I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Now, I just want to share something kasi hindi ko siya record And uh, I recently did a talk for students studying at PUP. And they wanted to talk about me. How to how do you keep how to keep your sanity intact during this new setting or new normal? So I was thinking of a way. Well, what does that mean? That's the theme, right? So I was thinking, what does that mean? And so, well, basically, they wanted to know how do you take care of your mental health? But they wanted to use the word sane or sanity in some way, and so I figured. Well, first and foremost, we need to be careful in using the word sanity or insane or being sane because while there are cases in this new setting that a lot of people go insane, insane, going insane or insanity is a heavy word. It's a medical condition that's heavily used in psychology and medical stuff and we should always be careful in using that. So I wanted to rephrase their theme Uh, so I phrased my talk in the notion, in the context of how do you take care of your mental health? Now, in this new setting, in this new normal, I felt like people are losing themselves because their expectations does not match their realities. So in this context, we can call if you're going to lose your sanity, that means you lose your grasp on what's real and what's true. Because you're, you're, you can't manage your expectations. You're not letting go of what used to happen. And now you're devastated. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to adjust. right? And so in this context, you are going insane. You're going crazy. So how do we fight that? How do we, how do we keep our sanity intact? Well, I was thinking, you know, uh, and I remembered... Essentially, our brains go into four different states. 12% of the time, our brains go into thinking about the past. 28% of the time, our brains think about the present. And, uh, and you know, and it got me thinking, uh, and, and, and I remembered that our brains go into the similar state. You know, our brains go into four different states. 12% of the time, our brains think about the past. They think about memories, ideas, people, and essentially everything that happened before and we try to conceptualize it. We try to relive it inside our memories, inside our heads, and we think about the past. 12% of the time, we do that. 28% of the time, we think about the present, what we feel, what we see, what we perceive, what we understand, what's happening, what we hear, what we taste, what we feel. Everything that's currently happening, 28% of the time, our brains go into thinking about that. We go into the state of thinking about that. Now, if you be, if we combine these, thinking about the past and thinking about the present, that's only 40%. For 48% of the time, our brains go into thinking about the future. Our brains naturally are story makers. They try to create scenarios that don't exist. They try to predict what's going to happen in the future. They create scenarios that might might, may, might never happen or might actually happen. We won't know. 
but our minds are constantly wandering into the future. And that's the main reason why people end up being anxious and worried because there's the stories inside our heads that we create ourselves that might happen in the future or might not happen in the future. We can never know, right? So 48% of the time, and that's really disturbing because we spend more time thinking about the future than thinking about the past or reflecting about the past and thinking about what's actually happening right now. And that's really disturbing. And I feel like a lot of people right now in this age, in this setting, is becoming more anxious and more depressed because they spend their time too much on thinking about the future and that future state of our brain. And if we want to lessen that number, if we want to help other people, then we need to pull them back here in the present. We need to put our brains more in the current state, thinking about the present state, right? So, Essentially, what I talked about in that talk for, uh, in, U- in PUP was that we need to stay present. We need to be more present. We need to be more focused on the now. So how do we stay present? So I've shared them. So I've shared with them five things that I feel like could help you become more present. And I'm going to share here with you guys right now as well. And the I created this A, B, C, D, E on how you could stay present you know i could just put it abc but i really at one one wanted to add this these two because uh, i feel like there's so much value in it. it can help your life significantly okay and so let's start off with the a a is apply gratitude if you want to become more present you need to apply gratitude and how do we even apply gratitude we always hear that we should apply gratitude but how do we do that okay you can become more grat- you can become more grateful by following these three tricks or tips the first one is you could write off a gratitude journal every single day write down three write down three things that you're grateful for i don't write down I don't personally write them down, but every single day when I wake up, I think about three things that I'm grateful for, and I thank, and I thank them for being there or be or existing. Whether it's the smallest things in our house, in our lives, or it's the biggest things. For example, when I wake up, I always think, "Well, thank you that I'm on my bed. Well, I'm thank you. Well, well, thank you for waking me up. Well, thank you because I get because." Um, because my brothers are here sleeping as well. And I just think about these three things and I say thank you for it. Because when I start my day with gratitude, it's so hard to to become um, negative about the mornings. And when we, you know, focus on having a good morning, it eventually resonates with the whole day. So I always start myself with gratitude. And I want you, the first trick is you could create your gratitude list or your gratitude journal. Just write down the things that you're thankful for. And I wanted you to write down because sometimes we're grateful for the things, but we're not actually saying thank you to them. And this is the perfect time to actually say thank you to them. Just write them down and thank you, thank them down for existing. And once you see this, you'll realize that you have a lot of things to be grateful for, right? And those things can help you become more present because you appreciate what you have right now. So that's the first trick of being grateful. You, uh, you, you write on the gratitude journal. The second practice that you can do to become more grateful is you can notice one new thing in your day today, right? I know that with the setting that we have right now, we feel like 
everything that's happening in our life is just a routine. It's the same thing. It's the same Monday. It's the same Tuesday. But what we don't know is that this day is particularly unique because this is not like yesterday. No matter how similar it may look like, it may seem, it's not the same. Yesterday is yesterday. Today is not yesterday and it's certainly not tomorrow. So today is a very unique day. And we can, op- we, can, we can open our minds to that if we just notice one thing that we always see but we don't actually put emphasis on. So it could be like, oh, uh, I, put my, um, I put my deodorant here. I can see the electric fan super strong. I can see the TV's dirty. I can see that this thing is placed over here. That this thing is placed over here. Just find one thing that you don't usually notice but it's every day you can see it every day and when you do this it just allows you to approach each and every day with an open eyes with a fresh set perspective and you'll definitely know now okay every single day is different because yesterday i didn't notice this but today i get to notice this and the next day you do that again and you'll see that you have a lot of things that's actually coming into your life as varieties right they are things that you always see but you don't notice, right? So that's the second step. You find one thing that's new to your day. Something You find something new in your days, okay? That's the second step. The third tip to become grateful, and I'm sharing here with you practical advice on how you could become grateful ASAP. The third tip that you could do to become more grateful is I want you to think about your responsibilities, your duties, the things that you have to do, the things that you need to do right and we have different priorities we have different missions some of us feel like i have to cook for my brothers i have to finish my modules i need to study for this exam i need to talk to this guy for my work i need to sleep i need to exercise i need to work all of these things that we need to do or we have to do think about those And this is the trick to becoming grateful. You replace the word have to get. That's it. You can instantly become grateful. You get to eat. You get to sleep. You get to exercise. You get to finish your modules. You get to study for the exam. You get to talk to people. You get to live. And by just doing that, inter- that, that replacing that one word can actually change your whole perspective. And it, and it will certainly help you become more grateful in life. Because you can see that you get to do these things. Everything's a luxury, right? And sometimes we can only see that things are actually special to us once we're starting to lose it. So don't wait for that moment. Look around you, appreciate the things that you have, and be grateful. And being grateful will help you to lead to becoming more present. Okay? So that's the first step. Apply apply gratitude. B is breathe. And I've made a separate podcast for that. If you want to learn breathworks, please go check out the other episode that I just uploaded. It's right before this one. And it's all about breathwork, how you can calm yourself. 
how you can become more focused by focusing and working on your breathing patterns. And if you just want to go to sleep, breath work can actually help you fall asleep, become more calm and um, lessen your anxiety. If you want to learn how breath work does that, go to the latest episode that I just uploaded before this one and it will help you with all the things that you need. So that's the B breathe a apply gratitude b breathe c is create a routine when we have routine when we have routines we can pull back ourselves in the way that we want to be in in the path that we want to be in because oftentimes our minds our lives are so over are so um messy and overwhelming and overloaded that we we might go on a different path compared to where we want to be. We might get lost. We might feel demotivated. But if we create a routine, if there is a system in place that can help us trigger back that, okay, I'm going to do this because I have that routine that I do every single day. And when you get your body moving just by starting the tip of your routine, it will help you in the process of you creating output and being efficient and functioning individual. So that's the thing that you got to understand. You need to create a habit or a system in place so that when you get lost, it's easy for you to get back on track. Think about your mornings and think about your days. What you do first first thing, when you do in the morning is special. It's important. And what you do before you sleep, and it's it's also special. It's as equally important as what you do when you wake up. So think about what you do when you wake up and what you do before you go to sleep and add some routines or some habits that can help you reach your goals. And this allows you to become more present. While our mind goes into this automatic states of our habits, our systems, it helps us not get lost in the future where we're too anxious, where we're creating stories that may, may, may exist or may not exist, and it helps us become more present. It helps us focus on the now. So that's the C, create a routine. Now the fourth is D. D, don't overload your brain. Or in other words, limit your input. When we know, when we know what things to say no to, we can focus on saying yes on the things that matter. If we know what to say no to, we can say yes to the things that matter. Right? In this social media era, I know everything's instant and we want to learn about things instantly like right now we want to learn about it if what what happened to taylor swift to kanye west what happened with president Duterte, what happened with uh, our favorite team what's the score and all of these information are clutter in our brains and that's some some and that's why some of the times we feel overwhelmed with things because our brains is overloaded with too much information that we consume from either traditional media, from our toxic environments, or even social media, right? So we need to stop or we need to, to limit our inputs. And how do we do that? The simplest trick that you probably already know. Limit your time on social media. 
you don't know, you don't need to watch every single story that your friends have. You don't need to know what your friend from high school had for lunch. You don't need to know what color is the nails of your friend in college, your crush. You don't know these, you don't need to know these things. So when you clear yourself out, when you allow your brain to think and become more uh, and become cleaner, that's the only time that you can actually put emphasis on the things that you value right your values your principles your priorities will be in place if we can say no to the things that is totally to the things that are totally unnecessary for our growth and for our improvement and for our development okay so that's the fourth thing don't overload your brain you don't need to go into these dramas that we see on twitter on facebook all of these are gossip talking about someone else's life that's none of your business in the first place right so don't indulge yourself into gossiping because it takes away so much energy from you and it it pulls your focus from the things that is totally unnecessary from the things that you need to focus on and that's self-growth self-compassion and self um, and self-improvement right so that's d don't overload your brain e e is explore a new or an old hobby e is explore a new or an old hobby take time take breaks it's for, it's it's so saddening to see that as a society we admire people who don't take breaks who don't take sleep very seriously who thinks that as long as we work 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 24 7 3 365 then we become successful the thing about that is we're not taking breaks and eventually we'll break down and all the things that is kept inside will blow up because we're not taking breaks we're not taking leisure we're not indulging ourselves in leisure Right, leisure is a very important thing for us. And I'm not just talking about, you know, watching Netflix all day and playing mobile games all day. You might do this, but in a very unique way. But a leisure is something that you, that challenges you and at the same time relaxes you. Right? You're doing this not because of some external gratification, not because you just, you just want to waste your time right you do things you 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 your leisures must be something that allows your bodies to be busy but your minds to be present before i always i hated sleep i hated not doing anything because i feel like uh, i'm wasting my time my life is short uh, i'm gonna die one day so i need to do right now right now but there's actually this law of trade-offs wherein if you work right now Eventually, you're going to shorten your life because you're overworking yourself, right? So everything that you do will trade off in some way or another. And if you rest right now, and I know that rest might be unappealing to you, but trust me, prioritizing your rest, your breaks, and your sleep can help you in the long run, okay? So here are some people or some icons that have... A uh, different leisures 
Jesus, first and foremost, rested out on the water. He likes to just absorb the beach, the sand, the sunset, the water, the breeze. He loved to do that and just think right there. He's thinking, he's observing about what's happening in front of him. And at the same time, he's relaxing, right? Jesus also enjoyed fishing with his disciples. That's a, a very um, physical thing to do. But it at the same time, it allows him to let his mind wander and think about how he can fulfill his, his purpose. Think about and think and reflect about life, right? And Seneca, a Stoic philosopher, wrote about um, how Socrates loved to play with children. Cato used to relax with friends and wine. Scipio was passionate about music, right? So Cato used to relax with friends and wine. So if you are a social person and you want to talk with friends and you want to drink with friends, but as long as your mind engages into something and your body is just, you know, numb and feeling drunk and all that, but your mind is constantly being challenged. Because, you know, your friends are going to challenge your mentality, your mindset. And if you share that, then that's okay. And the thing about leisures is that if you don't want it, if you want to stop it, you can do it. Like, if you want to cut them off real quick, you can do that. You can cheat your way through your leisure because you're not doing that for some external gratification. Not because you have to, but you can actually, you just want to do it. Leisure is just you allowing yourself to do the things that you want to do, that you love to do, okay? So Seneca rested from politics by writing philosophical letter to friends. Saint Teresa loved to dance. Swordmaster Miyamoto Musashi took up painting. Pythagoras played the lyre. David Sedaris goes for long walks around his neighborhood's back roads. Chris Bosch taught himself to code. Einstein played the violin. So these successful people have their different leisures on how they could relax themselves but at the same time challenge their brains. While their bodies are busy, their minds and hearts are open to the present, to what's going on right now. And that's that's one thing that could help you become more present or become uh, more focused on the now. Explore a new or a whole or an old hobby. Okay, so that's the A B C D E to become more present. A apply gratitude. B is breathe, wherein I talked about in a whole episode before this one. C is create a routine. D is don't overload your brain. And E is explore a new or an old hobby. So those are the things that can help you become more present. And remember that if we are present, then we allow ourselves to feel more peace because we're not in a rush to do anything. We're, we, we understand that we're not ahead or we're not behind. We're exactly where we need to be. So follow these tips. Hopefully you can try them out, see what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And hopefully you can find peace and you become more present. So that's all I have for you for this episode. I hope that you en- continue that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it. If you are from the PUP, then you just um, then you just listen to the whole talk that I gave you. 
thank you so much for the PUP people for inviting me. And I really enjoyed it. And I hope that you learned something from this episode. If you connected with this episode, then go ahead and share this with the people that you love. Share this on Instagram. Share your insights and let me know what you connected with. So that's all I have for you for the day. Uh, again, if you want to receive weekly newsletters, then go ahead on Instagram. Follow me at Small Talk Podcast and send me your email and I will add you to the mailing list. And that's all I have for you for today. My name is Alec Cuenca. This is Small Talk, small conversations with huge impact. And I will talk to you guys next episode. Bye-bye.